Well, yeah, aliens don't wear suits, so they wouldn't know. We don't do know it. they don't know wear suits. <laughs> what if it's a nice occasion? I'm back, bitches. Yeah. Hi. Um, welcome to What a Way to Go, an aggressive podcast about. <laughs> you're, you're the aggressive one. You love to swear and say the c word. I really do. God, double c bomb dropping the other week. It Sorry. was appropriate. Yeah, though. it was. Okay. Anyway, this is What a Way to Go. We are a podcast about unusual deaths and near misses and bizarre stories. Um, we are three friends telling each other stories, sat around a table drinking some wine and beer. And it's lush. Oh, and I'm Claire Daly. And she's back. Yay! She's back. And I told you she was coming back. <laughs> did come. We were worried, but she came. Mm-hmm. She came back. I'm Eleanor Gamer. Hi. I'm Sarah Austin. Same as always. I've always been here. I'll you always be here. A constant. I'm a constant. It's nice to have constants. Um, so congratulations on an excellent episode 13, Thanks ladies. Very much. I listened Thanks. to it and I loved it so deeply. I'm sorry I didn't get to meet Henry. But I loved it. Yeah, he was great. He was a fantastic first guest. I also got massively schooled on both Michael Burke and the Benz. Well, we were quite surprised about Michael yeah, Burke. Yeah, no, this is Elsie's detective work. Yeah, I was shocked mm. and then wikied him. Couldn't believe Total it. Total git. But we felt like that had to be addressed because we were like, what a lovely guy. <laughs> but to, in my defence, I had seen that documentary and he did just seem like a sort of mild-mannered, quite yeah. nice man. I think it, that's that's what he portrayed in the 80s and 90s though, wasn't it? It reminds me of, um, what's his face, Robert Kilroy Silk. Who oh, was he like a... He was like the chat show and everyone loved him. Mm. And then he turned out to be... Fascist? Was he the like, UKIP man? UKIP le- yeah, leader yeah, for yeah, a while, yeah. yeah. yeah was he, did he lead them? Yeah, oh, fuck something it like that. Um, before... Our Lord and Saviour Nigel Farage took over. <laughs> and now that was fucking a joke. Um, Prison Planet or whatever his name is, Paul Joseph Watson. Prison Planet? You know that that guy? I'm so glad you don't even know who it is because that is beautiful. I have no idea. Actually, I have no idea now. Because it was the guy from Liverpool for a bit, right? And yeah. then he bombed. Yeah, And no, then there was he's... a woman for a tiny bit. No, this guy's like a far-right YouTuber. What? You will know, like, people will have screen grabbed him before and he's, like, a bit of a figure of fact. I, I, I'm genuinely delighted that neither of you know who he is because <laughs> that would be the worst nightmare for him, people not knowing who he is. Who's the guy that's in prison? Tommy... Tommy Robinson, yeah. No, What's he... Is he EDL? He's the EDL, yeah. Uh, okay. He's a big, uh, old <laughs> racist. <laughs> you, Tommy. Yeah, um, 100%. Anyway, guys, yeah, to, get so. off, to get off the topic of fascists, I just have to show you something. Where did I put my phone? Here. Mate, it's a podcast. They can't see it. <laughs> oh, us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, we can use our I eyes. just want to show you something that was left on my desk at work. Oh, yeah. While you are on holiday? No, it was actually before, but I, I haven't <laughs> podcasted since, so I just wanted to show you. Um, a book was left by an anonymous benefactor. Oh. And it's this. <laughs> oh, Christ. It's a book, uh, listeners, by uh, one Mr. Horace Dobbs, entitled Dolphin Healing, The Extraordinary Power and Magic of Dolphins to Heal and Transform Our Lives. Yeah, well, I think that you should understand the power of the dolphin and stop being a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're great. They're great little guys. Well, Horace Dobbs certainly thinks so. Does this person know the person that left it? Well, it's a bit of a mystery who left it. Was it Kevin? It was Kevin. Kevin. (laughs) Kevin. Well done. But for ages, Kevin didn't tell me. And I was like, who the fuck's left me a dolphin book? And then, because like, there's a smattering of people at work that listen to the podcast, slash also know that I hate dolphins. And I was like, it was like a mystery. 
Um, and then Kev today was like, gave me a little wink. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Speaking of dolphins. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve and I were looking, Steve, my boyfriend, were looking at this thing yesterday where it's like a porpoise and seal spotter in the Thames. You spot them all the time. What? They're always down there. They're always in the Thames, just dicking around in the Thames. Quite a lot near the Thames barrier. Oh. And quite a lot near Silvertown. Cute. Our neck of the woods. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we need to... What is it, an app? Yeah, I guess so. It was a map. <laughs> I don't know if it was in an app, but it was a map with like porpoise faces and <laughs> different types of seal faces. I really enjoyed it. Oh. I'm just going to go and hang out on the Thames barrier a bit more. Anyway, I realise that that's a very London... I mean, probably you get porpoises and you get them seals elsewhere, yeah, around sure. the UK. Really yeah, they're not primarily just the Thames. Very London. Apart from the Cockney ones. London like hipsters. <laughs> from they've Oliver got Twist. a moustache, they've got a monocle. <laughs> they've got they've a four-foot beard. Hat. Yes, careful. They need to be careful. Daily, why don't you go first? Because we've missed your dulcet tones. Uh, okay, I will. I've got a spooky one. Oh, oh. no. Am I going to get scared? Maybe. Can I? If I tell it well, you will. I am going to tell you about the mysterious death of Zygmunt Adamski. Oh, okay. Um, and I have to give a big shout out to historicmysteries.com, which is a real website that hasn't given my computer a virus, I promise, Good. Um, because they have a, a, an excellent write-up of it. So Zygmunt Jan Adamski was born in 1923 in Poland. Um, he did most of his growing up there, married a lady called Lottie. But then in 1960, when he was 37, he moved to Tingley, which is a small town near Wakefield in Yorkshire. Of oh, course right. he did. Of course he did. Why, Why wouldn't, wouldn't he? he? So he moved there to work in a colliery. Yeah, he was a miner. Do people still mine? Mm, in, the, in the country, really. we don't very... use coal as much. No, I think there's a tiny industry. Obsolete. Yeah, but old um, Margaret Thatcher just fucked it all, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Did I tell you about um, the cab driver that I had when I was in Washington recently, who was driving me to the airport? And he was like, "Was this before or after you got punched in the face?" It was after I got punched in the face, and <laughs> I was telling him about story for another podcast. And he was like, he was very chatty. We were having some great chats, and then he was like, "Can I ask you a personal question?" Are you like, Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah. And he said, what are your thoughts on Margaret Thatcher and Benny Hill? The two British the two, people that the, he knows. Two, yeah, basically. I was like, well, that's a very complicated... I was like, first of all, that's not... Is that a pers- I suppose it's a personal question. And second of all, they're two quite different people. Yeah. So to, like, clump them in, I just need to know what how you feel about Benny Hill and Margaret Thatcher. Anyway, Zygmunt Jan Adamski. So... Over the course of the next 20 years, Zygmunt and his wife Lottie established themselves as just another married couple that wouldn't stand out in a crowd if they tried, which is a bit harsh, I think, the person that wrote that. But anyway, they were friendly and unassuming and by all accounts got along with most people, which is what makes what happened on June the 6th, 1980, Mm-mm. all the more puzzling. I don't know like where this is going. <laughs> and Zygmunt, who by this time is 57... He sets off on a short walk to the local shops to get some groceries. Totally normal day, totally normal activity. He like sees one of his neighbours standing out in the front garden, says hello, carries on down the street. That was the last time he was ever seen alive. Oh. 
So for a man like Adamski to go missing without notice for days was completely out of character. Um, as I said, he was just a perfectly normal man living a normal life in Tingley. Um, it was his goddaughter's wedding the next day. It's totally unusual for him to go missing. Five days after he vanished, 20 miles away in the town of Todmorden, Adamski's body is oh my found. God. He is found lying on top of a pile of coal, face down, wearing a suit, but his shirt, watch and wallet were all missing. This is in a coal yard. He's found face down on a pile of coal in a coal yard. The discovery of Sigmund's body was made at 3.45 on the 11th of June, um, approximately five hours after the yard had last been used. Trevor Parker was the son of the owner of this coal yard and he was the person to find him. He had been on site from 8am to 11am, didn't see anything untoward. So this is where it gets weird, okay? It was speculated that Adamski's body was in all likelihood deposited there from above. What? As there was no evidence that anyone had climbed up or down the heap, because I guess if you have like a giant coal heap and you're scrambling up, especially if you're like dragging a body up, you're gonna dislodge a lot of coal. But it was still in like its perfectly formed kind of pile where it had been deposited. So people are thinking, how could he be lowered from above without being seen in the middle of a hot summer's day? A spaceship. Well, <laughs> you know, I like my aliens. Yeah, you really do. Uh, PC Alan Godfrey was the attending officer who attended to the scene of the crime. He examined the body as best he could and determined the cause of death to be a heart attack. However, there were some questions that needed to be answered. So as well as it being clear that he's just been dropped from above, he had strange burn marks around his neck and shoulders. And all of these burns were covered in a gel-like substance that could not be identified. This is genuinely an episode of The X-Files, basically. Maybe they were... Based on this. this. Yeah. Um, Ectoplasm. Oh, because it's um, the 80s, not the 90s, yeah. Todd Morden is UFO Alley. It's the UFO Alley of the UK. Is it? I didn't know we had one. Apparently we do. Um, You've not been there? (laughs) This is is another more weirdness about how he was found. He was smartly dressed in his suit, but as you know, his shirt was gone. And it looked as though another individual had attempted to put his clothes back on, but didn't do a very good job of it. His trousers and shoes were both fastened crudely, as if done by somebody who had very little idea of how to do it. Well, yeah, aliens don't wear suits, so they wouldn't know. We don't know they don't know wear suits. (laughs) What if it's a nice occasion? So... James Turnbull, the coroner who dealt with Zygmunt's death, said it is the biggest mystery of his career. Um, Another point that was weird was that um, he'd been missing for five days, but he only had one day's beard growth. So he's been somewhere for four days shaving or suspended in time in a spaceship. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this weird gel-like substance, strange ointment, um, could not be identified by forensic scientists. And those guys know their shit. Exhaustive checks failed to reveal any record of Zygmunt having been treated at any hospital during his missing five days. So uh, it was at this point that questions began occurring regarding the origin of this inexplicable ointment and who applied it to Zygmunt. And also, like, who killed him? Well, I mean, he had a heart attack. Fine. He had a heart attack because he saw some aliens... And then they messed around with him. It gets weirder and what? weirder and How? weirder. I thought you were coming to the end. We referred to PC Alan Godfrey, the attending officer who examined the body as best he could and determined the cause of death to be a heart attack. However, no. remember that name, Alan Godfrey? Yes. He was an alien. 
Several months after responding to the original report, PC Godfrey was required to pursue another bizarre report. Cows had been reported to... The word report is in there too much. Anyway, cows had been reported to be appearing and disappearing from a local council estate. Don't, <laughs> I don't know why. That? I don't know why there are cows on a council estate. This could be... This is from my um, his, History Mysteries or whatever it's called. Com. <laughs> history <laughs> Mysteries this, should be the name of this that was podcast. A, <laughs> this was Hello and welcome to History Mysteries. <laughs> anyway, it was 5am. Again, I don't know why he's gone at 5am. <laughs> Night shift. <laughs> Police have to work night shifts. They're working on true. the clock, round the clock. Round the clock. It was 5am and while en route... around <laughs> 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 the clock. Are we on drugs? Get to it. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Uh, it was 5am and while en route to investigate, PC Godfrey saw what he initially thought was an overturned bus on Burnley Road. As he drove closer, he could tell that what he saw wasn't a bus at all. It was hovering five feet off the ground. No, fuck off. PC Godfrey made numerous attempts to contact a station, all of which failed. Rather than venture out onto the street, the lone police officer decided to draw what he witnessed instead. It's going on Instagram. He sketched a diamond-shaped object that blocked the entire road. Is that like someone else has seen that? Mate. Has it's anyone corroborated that? the UFO capital of the world. But did someone else corroborate that I saw a fucking hovering diamond in the middle of the road? Well, he drew it. Anyway. <laughs> half an hour. It was 5am, okay. It must be true. What the fuck was he driving around at 5am looking for cows? We've all done it daily. Don't pretend <laughs> we haven't. Half an hour later, PC Godfrey found himself in this patrol car further along the same road. He found himself. He didn't drive there. He didn't know what happened in that he last 30 minutes. If anyone's on drugs, it's fucking PC Godfrey. PC <laughs> Godfrey's off his tits. No, he's not. Sorry, he's probably not. Slander. <laughs> um, take it back. Yeah, I take it back. His boots had splits along the soles, lending credence to him being dragged along the road against his will. When he, bro- when he drove back down the road, there was no sign of the object. The herd of cows were later discovered in a field behind a lock gate. <laughs> it's gone for a so They were probably... just dicks. However, the absence of hoof prints in the muddy field indicated that the cows did not enter through the gate. One week after PC Godfrey's encounter, the press somehow found out and all but ended his career in law enforcement. Oh, I know. Sorry, mate. He has a really kind of sweet um, quote that was on the BBC after. Alan says, I wish I'd never seen the UFO, particularly because of the effects on my children. It's not easy having a policeman as a father, but when he's a policeman who saw a UFO, it's even worse. That's super sad. Yeah, it's sad. It was, this was a huge turning point in Alan Godfrey's life. He left the police force and has a new role as a speaker at charity fundraising events. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Um, Alan, if you want to come on the show, yeah, just Alan, get in touch. Get involved. Tell us Sorry about that I said you were on drugs. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're on drugs. Um, so in the past 20... So that's effectively the story that I'm telling, but Todd Morden, mate, is proper UFO central. I've Let's never go. heard of this yeah. in my life. Let's Where is it? Is it in Yorkshire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast trip to Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast trip to Yorkshire. We can go for some lovely walks yeah. and yeah. then we can get abducted. Yeah, perfect. I'd quite like Let's that. get GoPros, lie down in a field, wait to get abducted. <laughs> in the past 20 years, there's been many claim sightings in the Pennine Hills around Todd Morden. It's regarded as the as Britain's UFO hotspot, but serious UFO watchers dismiss most of these Pennine sightings as just lights in the sky. I want to meet this serious UFO watcher community and tell them to fucking lighten up. Yeah, mate. Um, Todd Stop Morden... looking at lights and lighten up yourselves. Yeah, exactly. Todd Morden featured in the ITV paranormal show Strange But True, which in their pilot <gasps> episode... Was that hosted by it? Richard Madeley? <laughs> I thought it was Carol Vorderman. Oh, no, Richard Madeley did the weather thing. 
I remember watching a show about mysteries with my brother and I thought Carol Vorderman, but I might be thinking of how for now or how to. I always thought that the mysteries programme on ITV was called Mysteries, but actually it might have been called Strange But Strange True. Mystery. Could be, 1993. Oh, anyway, no, I would have been before. This no. episode investigated the UFO claims in the Todd Morden area. Listen to this, guys. Todd Morden. Shipman used to work there. Oh, fuck off. Yes. Shipman was an alien. Maybe he was. Shipman. <gasps> what if he was? He kind of looked like one. Yeah, shit. I mean, he was just a fucking horrible man. Yeah, just a horrendous. Can't blame the aliens for people like Shipman. Well, yeah. So you've got you've got um, loads of UFOs. You've got Shipman, and then the town hall's haunted by a grey lady, and there's another place called Oddfellows Hall, known as Baxter's Bar, which is haunted by a builder who died in the construction of the building in 1811. I think we should go there. No, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm absolutely fine. Just let's go on a lovely wintry trip. Nice. When it gets dark really early in the evening, yes. and we can go mooching around the alleys. Yes, and then we can find a nice pub with a fire. No, I'll meet you back here and tell me all about it. And then it. look in the mirror and say Candyman three times. Five times? Bloody Mary. Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary, I think, yeah. Let's go to my old primary school and do that in the basement. That was a laugh when I was nine. Not doing it again. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so that is... Um, that's weird as fuck. I have one thing to say. Mm. I'm surprised it's taken you 14 episodes yeah. to come up with a story. <laughs> this is you all over. It truly is. Thanks again to historicmysteries.com. History mysteries. History mysteries. Mystery histories. As you're now known. Yeah, that was great. I basically lent quite heavily on there. Great I mean, story. all of the stuff. She highlighted her own text. I did. I truly did. And, and, and I also, there was a BBC Inside Out on it. And it's true, but true. Do you know what? I'm it's gonna. True, true. I'm gonna revisit some of these mysteries because mysteries. Another thing that I feel like was big in the '90s. Mm. Mysteries. Yeah. Just Not like so Bermuda now. Triangles, spontaneous human combustion. Oh, perfect! I'm yeah. looking into that for one. I remember one about a guy who remembered his past life, and he was uh, quite a young boy, but he remembered that he had cigarettes in his pocket or something like that. Mm. And superhuman strength. But I think we all know now that that's just adrenaline. Yeah. Um, did you ever do light as a feather, stiff as a board, like in the craft? No. No. Oh my god, it's so good. So, it's where do you know the scene in the craft? No. It's tr- it's classic sleepover material, and you get one person to lie down, and you all sort of kneel around them, and you each take both of your hands with oh. your two your your index and your middle finger out and kind of slide them underneath the person as if you're like a forklift truck lifting them up and so you all do that so they've kind of got hands encircling their body and you try and lift them up and you can't because they're heavy and then you do uh, kind of group chanting light as a feather stiff as a board light as a feather stiff as a board light as a feather stiff as a board you do it for ages and ages and ages and then eventually like the person starts rising off the ground Does it did you do that? Work? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and well, it happened I mean, yeah it did happen but I think it's something to do with like group I think there's a lot to be said genuinely for like that group focus mm. um, and kind of like concentrating your energy I remember it happening I haven't done it for right. 20 let's years next time we're together yeah let's we're do doing it, it. Get Matt on the floor. Producer Matt, get him on the floor. We'll lift him up. Get Matt, on the- come in. That is a nut story. That's right? A, that's a daily story. Telling me. It's on my list. Els, over to you. Okay, so my story this week is technically a murder. Mm. Oh, I'm not sure we can allow it. However, it's mostly a string of near misses. And that is what I'm focusing on. Okay. Oh, I'm intrigued. 
Go on. Sarah's looking like, <laughs> I'm out of the club. No, no, no. Go on. Okay. We'll, we'll allow it until we hear the end. For me, it's near misses. Okay. So we're, I feel so shameful. <laughs> <laughs> we're not a fucking murder podcast, Eleanor. Christ. Okay, so we're going back to Prohibition Mirror, New York. I'm in. We're always kicking around there, aren't we? <laughs> well, we are loads tonight. Of, loads of weird shit happened around there. So we're thinking glamorous speakeasies, cocktails served in teacups, low lights, candlelight. That just sounds like London in 2018. Yeah. Should we, go? Should we go after this? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> because. This is about criminal gangs and the underworld and those who are looking to make a best buck, okay. essentially. Great. So... Our story focuses on a former firefighter by the name of Mike Malloy, who was living in New York during the 20s and the 30s. He had previously worked as a firefighter, but unfortunately he had fallen into alcoholism and he was homeless. And I imagine that in 1920s New York, there was even less of a safety net for people that got themselves into some trouble. So he was just kind of on his own. He was a regular visitor to a speakeasy... That was in the hands of a criminal gang operating at the time. And the speakeasy was owned by one Tony Marino. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Classic <laughs> gangster name. gangster voice. Hey. Hey, hey Tony. <laughs> Tony. Oh. <laughs> so the gang, were, the gang were looking to make a lot of money quickly. And they decided that the best way to make a decent, honest living was to... Befriend an alcoholic, get them to sign life insurance to their benefit, and then allow them to drink themselves to death. This was a thing. Decent like men. life insurances in general earlier in the century, people just signed like the Bell Gunnison story about the woman that just killed all of her husbands and kept signing mm. it. Like that was a thing, wasn't it? It just doesn't it, that, that doesn't exist what about anymore. The, well, Panama no. Canoe Man. But he that was him. That was himself. Rather than uh, him signing it over to you remember. as a wife and you no, killing him off. I think people do still, still do that. that. But there was that, that person that pushed his wife off a cliff. Mm. Because like if you... Four years ago. If you own a house with somebody, then you pay. You can pay for life insurance, which means that if one of you if one of you dies and the other one gets your mortgage paid off... Mm-hmm. Oh, I might do that. I can kill Steve. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> This is going to be used as evidence in a court case. You have to, like, go to meetings and, like, sign that. You don't just go, like, hey, you, random man, do you want to sign your life insurance Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was, it was like you could just get life insurance in the bar, basically. (laughs) Well, as we'll find out. Scribbled on a napkin. I assume it's not quite that easy anymore. Let's hope not. Okay, so, decent men we've established. They just want to get someone drunk. And then just take Oh, they're chill as fuck. They're yeah, so yeah, nice. They're normal. Yeah. Lovely guys. Normal. Really nice guys. Date them. Probably date them, wouldn't they? <laughs> mm-hmm. So they decided that Mike Malloy was to be their victim. He was in the bar that Tony Marino owned. And they kept topping up his glass until he was so drunk that he signed three life insurance <laughs> policies that came to a grand total of $2,000. Which back then would have been... Bare money's dollar. Today, it's almost $28,000. It's a lot of money. So, first of all, Marino decided to give Malloy unlimited credit at the bar, thinking that he would soon drink himself to death. He drank for most of a day, but he lived. I mean, we've all done day drinking. Yeah, most of a day? I've probably done longer than that. Exactly. I've survived it, yeah. <laughs> We're all here I don't to do tell it all the, the time, tale. Though. So that didn't work. 
The next attempt on Malloy's life was that the group that Marino was operating in decided to lace his drinks with antifreeze. <sighs> Malloy drank until he passed out, but once he woke up, he was back for more. Didn't work. I mean, he was like a session alcoholic. Sounds like it, yeah. The group then moved on to horse liniment. What the fuck is that when it's at home? I don't even know what that is. Don't know. But... Is it the, the stuff that the Wild Sisters had on their skirts? That caught fire? <laughs> Parchment, wasn't that? Hair. Horse hair. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Horses. Liniment. Li- what is it? Liniment. Liniment. Is it like, um, like Ket is horse tranquilizer? Oh, right? maybe. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's drugs for horses rather than something from horses. Maybe. A horse drug dealer lurking horses in a stable. Horses love drugs. They, yeah, on it all Constantly the time. Constantly on. Um, and... Rat poison. Great. Yeah. They gave him rotten oysters soaked in wood alcohol <laughs> and sardines that had been mixed with carpet tacks. Oh my god. Delicious. <sighs> Horrible. Awful. Vindictive. He lived. Carried on living. <sighs> the group soon decided that Malloy had an iron constitution. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Safe to say. And that anything that ingested would not lead to his demise. So they changed their tact. <laughs> Shot him in the face. Next thing. <laughs> it was winter in New York and temperatures were dropping to minus 26 degrees Celsius. Fucking hell. And whatever that is in American. Once he had had a day's drinking session in the bar, they took his passed out body to a car park. They covered him with five gallons of water. What the fuck? And they left him to freeze. Police found him the next day. Alive. This fucker is Iron Man. Sure as day, he reappeared in the bar, telling tales of how he was found naked in the snow, unable to understand how it happened. But he had a lovely new set of clothes from the hospital. But to be fair, if he was that boozed, I mean, I don't know where I'm going with this, but doesn't like being really boozed help you survive? Because it, it, it numbs your pain. And it does like doesn't it slow your it increases your heart rate so it keeps your heart beating. It but in that pain, temperature, but... it would still yeah. like the the cold is going to affect you regardless of like because numbing like state. pain and cold and stuff that's just your head being like this is fine but your body's still like I'm going to shut down. Yeah, you're freezing here. Okay, so growing frustrated, the group decided that they just needed to get him with a straightforward hit and run accident that would be their best bet. And luckily, one of the members of the group was a taxi driver and they hit him with a taxi going at 45 miles oh an hour. Oh, God. Malloy ended up in hospital for three weeks and he survived. Still not dead. <laughs> Holy Christ. So that was their last attempt on his life. The final end to it was that they did end up killing him. They gassed him when he was passed out and he died. You gassed him how? Um... They put a... So I didn't go loads into it because this is the actual murder and I was like, well, we don't do murder, so I'm <laughs> yeah. just doing that. But I think they put a... Uh, like a, a pipe into, into his mouth pipe. or something like that and they they gassed him. But it took an hour. That's what I read. It took an hour for for that kind of... Ugh, to happen. Oh. So they did end up... So that's why it's technically a murder. But no. But it's a hell is, of a lot of near fine. misses. Yeah, this really counts. So... Just to round this off, the five men that were named the Murder Trust by the local papers never claimed the insurance for him. Good. And they were all found guilty. And bar one of them, I think there was five or six of them in the band. Not a band. (laughs) (laughs) Which one was the bassist? A trust. (laughs) Which one was Liam Gallagher? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, 
they they were all found guilty and bar one of them they were sentenced to death good good Mike Malloy he became the stuff of local legend in speakeasies across the city and he acquired the moniker of Mike the Durable <laughs> and Iron Mike Oh, incredible that's a lot of shit to go through and to just be like yeah fine just give me more whiskey give me more. or whatever I feel were. like there isn't there some kind of like cartoon character that just never dies or some kind of legend that never dies and goes through all of this maybe I'm thinking of um, Groundhog Day <laughs> but the, this is exactly what I was thinking of I keep like when you kept telling that story all I kept thinking about was the Simpsons and Groundhog Day yeah. with the homeless person that he keeps trying to save and save and save and he can never save and it was like part yeah, of his yeah, redemption yeah, yeah. and also the Simpsons because everything in my life relates to the Simpsons <laughs> with um Mo, who is like the best fighter because he can just get hit and hit and hit and he yes. never gets knocked down. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. ground dog day. No, with Homer. Oh shit! Yeah, Homer Mo is that, his. Yeah, yeah, Mo, yeah. Mo's his manager. Homer's the. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Christ. Um, and yeah, Groundhog Day. But that's all I could think of when you were talking about that. It's yeah. crazy. But yeah, it's a weird like time, isn't it? Like, um, I mean, a lot of that era is romanticized, even though it must have been hard fucking, fucking shit. Work. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, if you fall out of your job and turn to alcohol and then that becomes your life you're just nothing's probably mm-hmm. keeping you safe but that, I mean that's still the case now isn't it like, oh yeah like it was yeah. you're, everyone's two steps away from being homeless regardless yeah. of your well rich people aren't but <laughs> everyone who has a job who, has to, who depends on a job to live you're two steps away from being homeless like mm-hmm. two bad things could happen to you mm-hmm. and you could end up on mm-hmm. the streets like yeah. that's a sombre end to that I <laughs> no, mean it's, it's all sombre this is a podcast you, about death yeah makes you remember no, that's fine. I take it all back. That's a valid story. Okay, thank you. You can stay in the podcast team. <laughs> You're allowed to remain. Okay. Shall, uh, I, shall I have a go? Yeah. Over to Sarah, the birthday girl. Birthday week, yeah. Birthday week girl. Birthday Although week I'll, be, I'll be 32 by the time this comes out. That's fucking depressing, isn't it? Um, Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of mentioned this in the pre-podcast chat, the preamble earlier, that I also went to go and see Tessa Coates this weekend, just gone, mm. and loved it. Yeah. And she does this bit at the end for Daily's reference that's about, like, when she wants, when she takes her clothes off, she wants her future fuck person to Future think, fuck person? Well, as in, like, when, as in, like <laughs> the person she's just about to fuck. I'm sorry. Bless you. I'm sorry. That's staying in. Um... <laughs> When she's about to have sex with someone, when she takes off her clothes, she wants them to react as if they've just won a car on oh, like amazing. a game show. Okay, yeah, nice, nice. And like, and then she ends it with she's like, "You're a car, you're a car, you're a car, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Like everyone's a car, but Love about like your own valuation of yourself as being a car rather than like you don't accepting. need to. Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't need to worry about other people thinking you're a car. You think you're a car, so you're mm-hmm. a car. Yeah, and it's just really lovely. It was like really, really, really cute. But like in when I was sat in Soho Theatre watching it, I was like, oh fuck yeah, that thing that I really want to do on the podcast. Which then I researched. Be a car. Be a car. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> which then I researched today, and it's nothing to do with cars. But that's why I'm doing it because Tessa Coates reminded me of it. But. It kind of relates to it. I'll, I'll go into it. <laughs> so for this stupid story, that's what I've written in my notes. We're going back to 2007. Mm-hmm. So the early 2000s was a time when a lot of new tech was being released. So games consoles specifically. Lots of retail madness. Like now what you see with like Black Friday and stuff, that kind of happened with a lot of releases like, you know, 
people queuing for days in advance like yeah. they would when the first iPhone came out. People rushing shops when products were released and then crowds of people fighting over... Like the Furby. Like the Furby, mm. yeah. Um, or the or the, the latest PlayStation or when PlayStation was launched, whatever. And alongside this, kind of like what we spoke about with the like obsession with the Bermuda Triangle in the 90s, I... F- remember this being like a really big period of when there were lots of weird bizarre competitions happening in the world so like especially radio stations would be like oh this is how you can win a car touch the car until you can't stand anymore etc etc my sister had a friend who did that and she won Really? Oh she, yeah. won touching a car. Car. she won touching a car. I can't remember how long it was for. It was oh, in Western Supermare. Good God. Um, it was a good couple of days. And I think <gasps> that days. it was her and someone else. And the person that came second, it was him and her, like, out and out till the end and then his mates came and he just went hiya and like went to wave just absentmindedly and he fucking lost oh my god you'd just be like oh my god no yeah she won she won that's That's incredible and that would that would have been I think late 90s early early 2000s how do you go to the toilet if it's days I thought it might be like hours no I think it was I mean maybe not but like you know like hours as in like Definitely creeping into like well into day two, possibly borderline oh, day three. God, <laughs> we've all taken a sip. At we've all taken same a sip. Time. Um, but yeah, speaking of cars, uh, radio programs, especially in the US, love to host weird and wacky competitions. The weirder, the better. Presumably, nobody really thought of the potential problems that could go wrong with all of their ideas. Oh, God, I'm surprised no one knows what this is before I'm going into it, actually. No idea. No. So these two things, radio competitions and the release of new tech, were a deadly combination in 2007 for a 28-year-old Jennifer Strange of Rancho Cardova, California. What? She took part in a competition hosted by Sacramento's KDND The End to win a newly released Nintendo Wii console. Hmm. Instead of competing on the playing fields of Wii Sports, you know, tennis and uh-huh. whatever that we Love remember, it. or the Japanese streets of Red Steel, I've stolen that word for word from someone else. <laughs> I presume it's a gaming reference. <laughs> I've got no idea. I've no idea. You someone, are, I'm nodding away like, mm, yeah, yeah, Japanese people. streets of Red Steel. Someone write in and let us know. But instead of that, the contestants gathered inside the radio studios to see who could drink the most water without going to the oh toilet. Oh, my God. I saw this. I think this is... I, I was scanning through things today, and I think oh. I saw this, but I didn't look into it in any detail. It's my worst nightmare. I think it's my worst nightmare. The unbelievably titled Hold Your Wee for a Wee... No! ...contest made entrants consume eight ounces of water every 15 minutes... Fucking hell, that's so dangerous! ...minutes, after which they were then given larger portions until... A winner finally emerged. That is so Why didn't someone say no? You're gonna kill someone. Oh my uh, god! So Jennifer didn't win. She came second. She was sick immediately after the competition, oh, oh, honey. and she apparently left the studio in tears. There's also the, the the statement that she joked on air that she looked pregnant again, but then actually she later complained of an upset stomach and a severe headache. The last anyone heard from her were her colleagues at the Radiological Associates of Sacramento because she complained of the terrible headache. She was found dead inside her home that afternoon. She is believed to have drunk nearly 7.5 litres trying to win the Nintendo Wii video game system. 
So her autopsy results released um, showed signs of water intoxication, which means that the body's electrolyte levels were dangerously unbalanced due to a rapid intake of water, mm. which meant that her brain probably swelled up. Yeah. Um, which meant that it was no longer able to regulate her breathing. Fuck, man. That's awful. Um, so she died hours after the competition ended and didn't win. I know that doesn't really matter, but, you know, she drank a lot in that short time and then also didn't win. She was the mother of three children. So she obviously wanted to enter that competition so she could get a wee for her kids. A couple of years later, her family actually won um, the lawsuit they were suing the radio station for and she, her family won £10 million compensation. The Californian jury decided that Entercom Sacramento, which was the operator of the KDND-FM radio, was liable for the 28-year-old's death after ignoring warnings given during the contest by a show host and listener that it could have fatal consequences. After the fact, the station fired 10 employees um, when she died, but argued during the trial that Miss Strange should have known the contest could be dangerous. No, no fucking way. Bullshit. No way. No, like, that. just categorically no. If you're hosting something, you're. I mean, obviously people can make their own decisions for themselves, but if you're hosting something, you would assume it's been checked by legal, you yeah. would assume that, you know, doctors have been involved or whatever... So 20 people were involved in the competition. One person did win in the end. To win, what, like a 350 quid yeah. console in the end. But she was the only fatality. That's really sad. Yeah, That's it's really, really sad. really sad. And it just like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, it really kind of stuck with me when I read it. Mm. I, it's been on my list for year, years. We haven't been doing this for years. <laughs> it's been on my list for a while, but I just thought it was just such a horrible set of circumstances. And also, mm. like, kind of... Proper sad. Not the desperation, because you don't need to win a console, but, like, just playing those kinds of games, thinking it's a bit of fun, well, like yeah, the holding done, onto a car. If it's like a competition, you wouldn't think... It's not like, um, it's not like anything that's very obviously dangerous, like... You know, I'm trying to think of something like knife throwing. I don't know if you're oh, like yeah, yeah. if you're pinned to one of those spinning uh, <laughs> spinning, spinning wheels, bullseyes yeah. and someone's throwing do- uh, knives at you. But now that we know, hopefully, people know generally speaking that you can drink too much water. Yeah, yeah. but I was talking to so I was talking to a friend at work today who's Australian, and um, I mentioned that I was doing this on the show. And he was like, well, actually, I think the regulations have been clamped down on quite a lot in the US because of things like this. But it's still quite popular in Australia. So if you think about what happened with um, the nurse that committed suicide after, um, what's her chops? Catherine, Kate, gave birth. Hmm? Remember when um, Kate, who gave birth? Oh, Williams. oh God! So they got like I've a, totally forgotten a about quote that. about baby George. Is it George was the first baby? Mm. Um, and they gave away details because she was she thought it was you know a, a person from the, totally the royal family. Forgot. And she was like a really serious nurse, and she was you know really proud of her job, and she committed suicide because the the American sorry the Australian hosts had managed to convince her that it wasn't, and it's like this still goes on. Like, and yeah. I get I get it. Like. Obviously, there's the element of, like, you want something to be interesting, you want something to be a bit shocking. But when it comes to endangering people's lives or, you know, putting people onto in into the spotlight that they've yeah, done something wrong yeah. that's against code of conduct, it's pretty fucking shit. And that wasn't that long ago. When did she pop out George? Like, six years ago? Not even that. Mm-hmm. Five years ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's just... <sighs> people are fucking idiots. People yeah, are fucking idiots. Yeah, and people yeah. really take the piss in terms of, like, what... 
But they, to be fair to whoever thought of that, whoever thought of this quick, like, wouldn't old, have thought it would get that far. We wouldn't know that necessarily. God, honestly, nothing I dislike more than not being able to go, go to, to the, the toilet. toilet. <laughs> and I'm legitimately scared of drinking too much water because I drink loads of water. And I'm like, sometimes am I making my blood pressure really low because I'm drinking loads of water? Yeah, I remember, like, literally, I was terrified of drugs forever because of Leah Betts right? because of the Leah mm. Betts story and that's m- because she drank a lot of water because someone said you'll be fine drink a lot of water mm. is and that she flooded her brain yeah that's how she died so she didn't she die because of a drug overdose no, 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 no. no obviously it's 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 part of the the story she took a drug so she, she drank an, water because she took a drug she took an ecstasy tablet and then she freaked out and someone said don't worry you'll be fine but just drink Flush lots of out. water which is true but she was scared, so she locked herself away, I think. And because she wasn't dancing and sweating anything out, mm-hmm. she just flooded her brain. I didn't know that. Genuinely, mm-hmm. I remember that. I, I remember that picture. Oh, I yeah, remember that course, picture. Yeah. That's the reason I've been terrified of drugs my whole life. Because it, was, it was an effective campaign for our generation, I yeah, think. Yeah, it like. but it's misleading then, because I <clears throat> until just now, I didn't know that was that she flooded her she flooded, brain yeah, with because water. I'm not saying that that's like a bad thing. Like, I was just opening a beer. Sorry, <laughs> if anyone didn't know what that was. I don't want to be victim blaming. This isn't victim blaming, but she didn't. I don't, as, as I believe it. There was no guarantee she would have died if she took that ecstasy tablet. She didn't die because the ecstasy tablet was like laced with some no, shit no, no, that was no, going to no. kill it was her. A which is what tablet. was a thing at the time anyway. Yeah, wasn't it? It was that ecstasy. was what I, my takeaway from that was: never ever take drugs, you will die. And that's not that's not true. That's I'm not, not, I mean, that's not true. <laughs> but I was just telling everyone to take loads of drugs just take- immediately. What was that? What was that? <laughs> my phone. That's your drug dealer. <laughs> my drug dealer's got a fresh batch in. Better go down. I just pop that on silent. Anyway, don't run a shit competition. Don't kill people. No, definitely don't. So anyway, um, let's oh, pick up the bummer notes. Hmm. Oh god. And uh, <laughs> move on to girl crushes daily. See. Okay, so yeah, we move away from quite sad things to talk about girl crushes um women that we are enjoying this week mine this week is marcella arguello who is a stand-up comedian she's a writer i first came across her on an episode of two dope queens which is god i sounded so fucking english when i said that two dope queens (laughs) i don't know if you've heard about this podcast two dope queens anyway it's a very good podcast you should listen to it if you don't Jessica Williams and uh, Phoebe Robinson basically host lots of really, really good um, stand-up comedians that are from the less well-represented communities. So they have a lot of people of colour, they have lots of queer uh, comedians, they have lots of... A lot of diversity that you would normally get. Anyway, so I discovered Marcella through one of their episodes. Um, She's very, very funny, but one of the reasons I particularly liked her... This is quite personal, but I think the listeners might enjoy it. She does a bit on on that stand-up uh, show where she talks about how she's a feminist, but she also loves rap music. And she's talking about when she'll be in the club and some very aggressive, very misogynist rap will be on. And she'll be like, oh no, this is really problematic, while she's like twerking yeah. and grinding. And it made me think of when the three of us were at a house party once... When we were Have I ever been dancing. to a house party? Well, I mean, yeah. Surely, mate. Yes, you have. I don't know. You've been where, to a party at a house. Yeah. Where are you I going mean, with this story? Come on. Do you remember when we were... 
It's one I of, remember one this. One of my favourite little moments that we've ever had because we were all quite boozed. And we were dancing to something like on Vogue or we were dancing to something that involved us doing lots and lots and lots of slut drops. But we were doing it while having quite <laughs> quite a funny conversation about like um, about feminism and about, <laughs> about like what it means to be a neo-feminist in like today's society. Do you not remember? I don't think talk? I was there. No, you definitely were. No, I remember <laughs> definitely. I was an ass slap, yeah, like a, a slap drop, and yeah. then just a quick uh, monologue about your thoughts on twenty-first century feminism. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, no, yes. because I had to go home because I was sick. Oh, I was really poorly, like weird food poisoning. So anyway, she was she was very very funny, but that piece in particular reminded me of us slash just me and else. <laughs> just, yeah, um, and it, it what what I think it proves is that you we contain multitudes. Okay, you can be a feminist and enjoy rap music. Um, and this is I kind can, of have this yeah. problem at the moment because so like my my moral thing at the moment is I won't support i.e i won't go to the cinema i won't listen on spotify etc etc if i don't respect that person so casey affleck who i used to genuinely love i won't go to see a film he's in anymore i didn't see manchester by the sea i didn't see ghost story because he's been accused of sexual assault and i believe the women Mm -hmm. fine i stand by it that's my moral thing that's what i do yeah my moral code and i feel the same about (coughs) r kelly and yet I was listening to my running playlist the other day because I've just started Catch 5K again and the fucking Lady Gaga song, Do What You Want With Your Body, which, listener, is a fucking tune, mm-hmm. has R. Kelly in it. Uh, and I've had, it? To, I've had to delete it because I can't be that much of a hypocrite, but it's a fucking tune. <laughs> yeah. And then I was at work the other day and I was like vibing to a song that my colleague was playing because I'm 85. <laughs> and it was a Chris Brown song. Oh. And I don't listen to Chris Brown anymore, even yeah. though he has got some banging tunes yeah. because of my moral compass. Same. I had. I was listening to something on Spotify on Saturday morning and a Chris Brown song came on. And I was like, and then I was like no, he's a fucking... Dick. No, dick. it's just a dick. So I had to put my own headphones in. Abusive man. Even though she and I quite like a lot of like she's she's like twelve, but she likes a lot of like nineties R and B like I do. And yeah, she had Chris Brown in there, and I was like, fuck, I can't fucking listen to this. Put my mm. headphones in and listen to like Krista Berg or something. I don't know what I was listening to. But yeah, so it's like it is. It is. You try and be a woke female. Yeah. And then things creep up on you that you're like, oh, fuck, I really like this. But yeah. you just have to kind of commit. But then I think there's there's a difference between Chris Brown, who is like a convicted... He must, he did get done properly for what he did for I don't know Rihanna, if he ever right? did... I don't, I don't know if he, he got properly... He did community service. Yeah, and he also like, he had, he yeah, has admitted it as well, Community service, right? like fucking hell. Did you... But are you going to compare that to R. Kelly? No, 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 no. I think there's a difference between someone that you know has... Done, done something bad really versus lyrics that are misogynistic yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like, absolutely. like I really enjoy Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP I like a lot of hip hop and rap that is incredibly misogynist but that, not ne- not made by artists who have been like convicted or whatever it's just like the, the tone or the lyrics that is where I think the kind of byline of you can separate art from mm, the artist, the artist yeah. is very true because also what I didn't realise until really recently is that Eminem never says the N word no no but genuinely I didn't know that mm. I didn't think about that 
but obviously it's obviously a recent thing and I haven't listened to Eminem for quite a few years. He never says that, you know, and there, there have been white rappers since that have tried to be part of that scene and do that. And obviously that's not allowed. No, that's not, not cool. Um, but yeah, like he, Eminem has got some fucking horrific lyrics, etc., etc., etc. But actually there's other things about him that he is quite, not, I don't know how to describe it, but like, yeah, he does, that's his release. That's his, you know, thing. His and art. His art. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not everything that he does versus people like R. Kelly. Yeah, obviously. Cretins Horrendous. like R. Yeah, Kelly yeah, yeah. who lock people up, try to have sex with a Leo when she was like 12, mm. married a Leo when she was 15, all of that kind of stuff. Like Gambino, Childish Gambino. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think he's particularly mis- misogynist, but he is quite like aggressive mm-hmm. in his rap. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Donald Glover isn't. Donald Glover is woke as fuck. And Charles Gambino, I mean, like, he doesn't... He's not a bad guy. But the some of the... Especially on um, the Bonfire album, yeah, which is yeah, my favourite yeah. album, like, there's quite a lot of, like, you know, suggestive things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would argue that he's not... Yeah, exactly. He's not obviously a bad guy. She's a good one. Well done, nice. Thanks. Els? Okay, mine's quite straightforward. It's Chrissy Teigen. Yes. Um... She is pretty outspoken. She's fu- like she's very funny on very social funny. media, and she's quite outspoken about things that a lot of people are because they live in America and Donald Trump is a fucking president. Dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, she recently spoke at a rally about the uh, stuff that's going on in America and Trump just separating immigrant children from their parents which is horrific and talking about her experiences being the daughter of a migrant mother uh, and father I think I just think she's cool she's really cohesive with what she says she's funny I really like her relationship with John yeah, Legend I like, like it. she takes the piss out of him in a really loving way which is you know the only way I know how to live essentially <laughs> so um with producer Matt yeah exactly <laughs> I just think she's cool she's a good role model she is fit as fuck so beautiful she's so beautiful and her family are really cute yeah Luna baby. is the cutest Luna's little kid also great name yeah I really yeah. like Luna and Miles her new little baby oh. boy yeah I just thought the other day like she's not been mine yet and I think she's she's really cool and she's she's pretty relatable for a Hollywood well, well like I don't want to say <laughs> yeah but I don't want to say supermodel because I saw yeah. something that she tweeted the other day that referred to her as a supermodel and she's like referring to me as a supermodel is like referring to anyone as their part-time job when they were 16 or something. Yeah. I was like, She's yeah, not been a model true. for yeah. ages. Yeah, it's like being like, oh, nothing that I say is relevant because you work in whatever. And not that any job is, but it, like demeaning someone about a job is not cool anyway, but demeaning someone about a job that they did 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah. It's not cool. So, um... That's a great shout. Yeah, yeah I, I, really, like I do really I, like I her. I contemplated her this week as well. Did you? For that yeah, she's cool. Did you see the video that her and John did? I can't remember what it was for. Maybe it was for like a phone or an app or something. And it was like her upstairs, very pregnant, waiting for the baby to pop out. And then him dressing and showing her what he was wearing. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, like the end thing was him wearing like a yellow jumper and blue slacks because there's this whole joke on the internet about him looking like Arthur, Arthur the yeah, Carty. Yeah, because he does look yeah. exactly like Arthur. But then he does the yeah. fist thing. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. This is such a funny thing. Like, I love the fact that they're so like switched on with stuff like yeah. that. They will then represent it and talk about it. Well, not talk about it, but like do it in their ad. Yeah. 
And uh, I showed it to Steve and he's like, I don't get it. But like, <laughs> I just thought it was really cute. I thought it was really Yeah, because the Arthur, the Arthur fist clench is a proper meme. Yeah, photo, about, it? yeah, yeah. about John, yeah. Love anyway, it. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, fancy coming on the show. Let us know. Please do. Yeah. Please I do. do. I feel like they would, you know, if we yes. gave them enough prompts on social media. And yeah, yeah, big fan of Chrissy Teigen, actually. Mm-hmm. On uh, on Little Toddlers, I this so I was on holiday last week, just in case you didn't know. Oh, well, we, yeah, Jenny yeah. wasn't around. Have you not been here for a week or something? And oh, we, we fell into like a little, we were all sitting around in the villa, like drinking booze and we fell into a little bit of a like a youtube vortex have you guys ever seen we can cut this if it's boring and everyone's seen it have you have you guys ever seen the little girl that can't say ice cream i don't think so no so i think it's ages old but i'd never seen it and it's literally what does she say one of the funniest things shall i play it yeah please do um because she doesn't say anywhere anything even close to ice cream i love Ice cream. <laughs> I, I want, want ice cream. <laughs> Say Delta. Eat. Eat. Ice cream. <laughs> it just goes I've on. never seen that before. <laughs> Who found that video? <laughs> It's done the rounds. I think it's been living on the internet for years. Oh, Christ. That was the it. internet inception. Love it. Look, Sarah. my my girl crush is weird. Is it that little girl saying, cut down No. <laughs> so mine was going to be, basically, we all know this about me, but I get obsessed with songs and I listen to them on repeat until I can't stand them no more. Can you still stand Gloria? So I listened to Gloria today for mm-hmm. the first time in six weeks oh. and it was as great as it's always been. Right, cool. But I've had to give myself that break. So basically, my girl crush this week is two-pronged. I'm going to start with the original, Dolly Parton, <gasps> Jolene. Mate! Yeah. Which is like, I mean, let's not go into it. We could probably do a dissertation on it. But it's a fucking classic. Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton is amazing in general. Her voice is amazing. That song is amazing. I know where you're going with this. Yes. But, so Dolly Parton, find Jolene. But then swing in the relevance of the 90s theme of... What's the word I'm looking for? Callback songs, like response songs. Remember mm, when... Yeah. What was that song? Amen. I Want You Back. Amen, I Want You Frankie. Back. And Frankie. Which was 2000s. Two, okay, fine. But, but still, fine. but years ago... Foo Fighters' Monkey Wrench was a response to Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. Was it? Yes. I didn't know that. That's really interesting because I love Monkey Wrench and I never knew that. Um, And then, so in response to Jolene by Dolly Parton, an artist called Cam Mm. has come out with a song, Diane, this year. I'm going to play some of it. Please. You played this a lot when we were in Barcelona. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. I was drunk. Can't remember. Okay. I promise I didn't know he was your man. I would have noticed a gold wedding band. I'd rather you hate me than not understand. Oh, Diane. I really don't remember playing that in Barcelona. That's the sound of me dancing <laughs> Um, played it several times. Did when? When we were in Barcelona. Playing Uno. Um, 
playing Uno. Maybe. Yeah, and I remember hearing it from your room a couple of times. Oh yeah, that that probably happened when I was getting ready. Sure, but yeah, I just it's. I think that I just my real life was meant to be in I don't know Nashville, in like a massive house with a wraparound porch and a big garden, singing country western songs. That is your uh, your dream. My route setup. number one. What's the? We've had this chat before where it, like if you oh no that's it if you have to flee the country and start a new life somewhere Nashville. you're going to Nashville aren't you? Well no Tennessee in general mm. I'd probably go somewhere smaller in Tennessee but yeah I just think that my life was meant to be in Tennessee someone's wife in Tennessee someone's wife mate someone's wife in Tennessee yeah just like be a little woman uh, but are you stealing Jolene's uh, no hang on are you stealing Diane's I think man? Diane's a weird name actually yeah. as well Cam no offence Cam but anyway don't know well I don't know what I'm going on with this I really like that song I'm a bit obsessed with it I can't get rid of it I love country twang type mm-hmm. music. I mm-hmm. love country music. I'm obsessed with Ray LaMontagne anyway. So she, like, Diane, Cam is my girl crush. Nice. Beautiful. Slash Dolly Parton. How are we spelling Cam? C-A-M. I mean, that's pretty... Never heard of her before. Straightforward. No, me neither. Um, Diane is my alter ego when I've had my hair blow dry. Oh, yeah. It from is, the home counties. Diane from the home counties. I look about 50 and I look like I'm from the You really county. don't look 50 though well, when you've had your hair blow Well, yeah, I do a bit. Uh, Els, where would you go if you had to flee the country and set up a life somewhere else? Oh, I feel like it would be somewhere pretty chilled, like a, 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 like a Greek island or something, oh, I nice. think. okay. Are you in Mamma Mia? <laughs> I'm in Mamma Mia, but I'm not... Did you see the shares in the new Mamma Mia? Yeah, I did. I love shares. Great. Keep seeing ads for that. Yeah, I'm basically in Mamma Mia, but not the ex-husbands or the... Or the singing, probably. I mean, I, I I do singing on my own time, but like I you I'll are quite a good singer as well. You are a good singer. Thanks. We had a bit of a thing last week, last episode. Hit me with your best oh, yeah. shot, and it was delicious. Um, so what are you doing for work in this Greek island? Yeah, maybe like a lovely little bar, but not like a round one. Yeah, it's not a sleepy taverna. It's a sleepy taverna. We're just drinking ouzo. We'll get along fine. In the winter, because our summer takings will be good, mm. but no one's a bell end. Mm-hmm. No one's coming on their rowdy, rowdy hen or stag do's. No one's coming for their pre post 18th, you know, that mm-hmm. summer after yeah. A levels. You're getting, you're getting mostly Scandinavian couples in their 50s they're who good. have got so much to say. And yes. they're very rich. Or younger, but just just don't be a dickhead. I'm not, we're not rowdy over here. We're mm-hmm. having a lovely time. We're, we're just living our best lives. We're living our best lives. It's gorgeous. We're waking up when we want to wake up. We're going to bed when we want to go to bed. Eating bear fish. Bear fish, mate. And having some lovely beer, some lovely wine. I've never know, been. Actually. Never been to Greece. Yeah, I've been to Greece. Never. Let's go. Me neither. All right. Well, now? I've been once, and it was the old 18 years old post-A levels. Did you go to Zanti? Nope. I went to Cardamena. 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 Where's that? Whatever. Cos, mate, cos. Mate, on, on our first night, we got given T-shirts to wear oh, on the bar crawl. I already hate it. Well, listen, because <laughs> you don't know what they said. Hold on to your hat. Ready? They said, they were bright orange, they said, drink triple. No. Sea devil. No, I know where this is going. Act. Single. Single. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. I was single, and I probably got the least action out of <laughs> everyone that was there, and they all had... They all had boyfriends <laughs> or girlfriends from the boys there. Anyway, what I'm saying is it's not cause, it's not Cardamina, it's 
much more chilled than that. Mm. I've got I've got tea lights in jam jars. <gasps> We're all living our best lives. You guys are living there too. We're running it together. I mean, this does kind of go against my commune oh, yeah. idea. We'll do it in we'll do it in Greece. It's alternate um universe, parallel universes. Okay, we fine. can be in a commune mm. in one of yours. Community, fine. Yeah. Okay. What's yours then? Where, Daily? where are you going? Oh, I think I would. Oh, this is boring. I would just go to San Francisco because it's really nice, and I'd probably work in a bar, and I'd attempt to be cool as fuck. You are cool as fuck, Daily. No, but I would attempt to be like more cool as more fuck. More cool as fuck. How? Like <laughs> how? Could you possibly? <laughs> how, could you possibly? <laughs> how could you be more cool than you are right now? I'll probably. Well, so first of all, I'd rewind time, so I'd be twenty-five. That's not uh, possible. For a kickoff, I'd be twenty five. Um, I'd have, I'd, I'd go very eighties styling if I could. I'd, I'd have my hair, which is already quite wild, but I'd have it like waist length. Nice. Um, I'd just try and be as cool as fuck, and probably date a few musicians here and there. Okay. Um, I don't think that counts. <laughs> I don't think I can literally it's, go. It's a fake. It's a fake back story. In time. Yeah. Yeah, but so that's what I would do. Nice. San Francisco, Nashville, Greece. Mine's Tennessee because Nashville. I hated Nashville when I went oh, to okay, Nashville. So Tennessee, a little, okay. little place in Tennessee. We're gonna have to work quite hard to keep the podcast up. Oh yeah, saying. we can do it via Skype. On that note, bye. <laughs> well, that note. Um, we'll see you next week. I'll be thirty-two. Yeah, I'll be hating it. I'll still be thirty-three, which is fine. I'll be. I'm telling. I'm telling. I'm yeah, six it's going to be great. Get, like, honestly, mate. like 30 is so good. I'm you. feeling very <laughs> positive. I'm feeling very positive about my 30s. Yeah. I had like a difficult 20s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, pu- yeah you did, mate. Punch you did. your way into your 30s like a roaring tiger, which doesn't punch. Punch your way into your 30s like, like a, a kangaroo. Yeah. Yes, yes, like a fucking buff kangaroo. <laughs> buff suck, mate. They're pricks, those kangaroos. In a pink wig. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Anyway, so if you had any feedback on episode thirteen with Henry, who was our first ever special guest, please let us know. Obviously, it was a new format; we were just testing it out. Let us know what you thought. Um, we're really keen to do more with people's real life near miss stories. We think that's kind of a treasure trove of interesting tidbits about people's lives. So, if you want to be on the show, if you want to get involved in some way, please just hit us up on email whataway_pod at gmail.com or on the socials, we're What Away Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And Twitter. Yeah, so please follow us. Let us know if you're around. I keep saying this every week. Half of our listeners are based in America. I haven't got any American friends. No. We, yeah, none of us have American friends. So please let us know who you are. Give us a shout. We're very, very, very excited to hear from you. Very keen. I know that I post this a lot on Reddit, but I don't think that means every single person is downloading every week on the internet about this but yeah just hit us up on social or the email and we'd love to chat to you truly truly madly deeply, deeply. savage garden australian <laughs> are they australian Fuck. yeah anyway it's a monday night we're going to bed yeah. it's a monday night and we've drunk more than we should have done yeah more than we should have done all week we'll see you next week we'll see you next week bye 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 bye, bye.